So I'm out of retirement, quite like that. It's a one-off, don't worry. But um, I was just going to talk to you this morning, and what I've got to say is really simple, and I make no apologies for that, because it's what's on my heart, and I want to be able to bring it to you. So I was wondering whether you've got a favourite book at all, or a favourite story. Well, I've got two. One of them is this, and this book is literally, there's half the pages missing. There's pages missing all through it. It's Pride and Prejudice. I highly recommend it, by the way. But it's a great book, and it's falling apart. It's falling apart because I read it way too often. But I've got a lovely friend called Emily, who for Christmas bought me a brand spanking new copy, hardback, so it will last longer, and I'll be able to read it even more. Because sometimes there's nothing quite literally like picking something up, in my life anyway, and reading it. It's one of my favourite books. But I've heard a saying recently, a few times actually, that if your Bible is falling apart, it's unlikely that your life is. And uh, I don't want to show off this morning because my life is not as maybe great all the time as you might think, but my Bible is definitely falling apart. So it's held together by elastic band. I'm really wary to pick it up. Look. Literally falling apart. And then you go through it and you find lots of bits underlined, lots of bits in there. Because I treasure it. Before the days of mobile phones, where you can read your Bible on it, I always used to say, I won't save my wedding picture if we have a fire. I'll save my Bible. Because it was a thing I didn't want to leave behind. And I actually think that whatever you enjoy reading or listening to, because not all of us enjoy the physical act of reading, there's one book we absolutely can't live without. I tend to call it the Bible, my Bible. Occasionally I call it the Word of God. If I was really retirement age, I might call it Scripture, because that's what David calls it. Whatever you call it, it is the one book you can't live without. This book, I promise you, is truth, life-giving, life-changing. It's full of love, hope, wisdom, instruction, advice, support, and reveals God to us. When Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, he said this, all scripture, all of God's word, is God-breathed, useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, becoming more like God. So, that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's what Paul, who wrote loads of the Bible, says about God's word. Now, you might remember that two weeks ago, Tim Jack was stood here, and he talked to us about the breath of God, how that actually God breathed life into man, and that one breath from heaven changed everything. And that same breath has breathed life into God's words to us through the Bible. Now, we were joking out there earlier and said that maybe my preaching might be like that revival, you know, out in the States, that I might just carry on talking. I could start at Genesis and end at Revelation. Don't worry, I'm not going to. 
But literally, we won't answer every question or anywhere near it about why we should read our Bible this morning. But before we get to that part, I just want to look at those other common questions really quickly. The who, what, where, when and how. Because they're actually really short, those answers, generally. And they're really easy to understand. Who should read the Bible? You. 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 Or listen or watch, whatever you find easiest. You. The really easy answer is we all need to read our Bibles. You might not like what I'm about to say, but I actually believe it's truth. I think it's almost impossible to grow in the Christian faith without reading your Bible. Almost impossible to grow in the Christian faith without reading your Bible and knowing it. What should you read? Well, the easy thing might be literally all of it. Genesis to Revelation. That's probably a bit tough going, particularly if you're new to understanding what the Bible might teach you. But you can read a Bible in a year. There's lots of plans that do that. But the really important thing is whatever you read, understand what you're reading. So I would say, going to have Katie opinion, it's better to read a little bit and really understand it than read chapters and chapters and it's just glossing over, going through you and you don't even pay attention to any of it. You might not even know that the Bible is made up a lot of little books this morning. It is. How many? 66. I could sing a Sunday school song, but I won't. About 66 books in the Bible. Old Testament, broadly speaking, talking about the people of Israel, about the coming of Christ and the promises, and then the New Testament, once Christ has come through to after, he's gone back to be with God. So you can read the, what we call the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, to hear about Jesus and his life on earth. And if you're new to understanding your Bible, I might say to you, maybe start somewhere like that. You could read the rest of the New Testament if you want to know what living like a Christian might look like and understand who Jesus is to us today. If you're really interested in what we call the end times and what might happen at the end of the world, you could get lost in Revelation forever and go around in circles, but you're welcome to do it. You can read Proverbs to gain wisdom. You can read the books like Genesis or Samuel or Ruth or Exodus. Why? I promise you, you read those books, they're a jolly good read, number one. But secondly, you'll see God's character and more importantly, actually, for us, you might see a reflection of yourself in those people and realise we haven't changed that we're just the same as the Israelites were many thousands of years ago and we need God in the same way. Read Psalms when you need to feel connected to God and to think what I'm feeling others have felt too. Believe me, whatever you're feeling, you'll find a Psalm that speaks to it. Just read your Bible. When should you read it? Well, I don't know about you, I eat at least once a day. At least once a day. And Jesus says he is the bread of life, so why wouldn't we read our Bible at least daily? Don't get legalistic about it, though. Don't go to bed really guilty because you've forgotten for one day. Just pick it back up tomorrow and start again. Another really simple one, where should you read your Bible? 
And my favourite place for reading my Bible is in my bed, on my sofa. I have been known to read my Bible in my bath. Um, but I dropped a book in the bath once, so I don't take my Bible there very often. But you can literally read your Bible, listen to your Bible, wherever you like. When you're on holiday, when you're driving to work. And how you should read it, as I've said, little and often. I'd encourage you, though, to pray before you start. Because I think the clarity that comes when you've already said, Jesus, help me understand, helps you read it. And when you're reading, key things, look for Jesus, look for God. Look for the character of God as you're reading. Say to yourself, so I'm reading this story, I don't get it at all. What does it mean for me? Ask yourself, who might I be in this account? So if you're reading the book of Ruth, I love the book of Ruth, you might think, am I Ruth? Is that what my character's like? Am I a bit like Naomi? Am I like Orpah? Who am I like in this story? And as I say, you can read, listen or watch can even use a plan that tells you what to read and I'd love to recommend some to you. So really though the big question is why and why I say that's the big question is I think that only when we understand the why do we do something. So I used to work with a lady who was quite a heavy smoker and then she had a heart attack and literally from the day she came out of hospital she never smoked a cigarette again because the why was really clear to her individually at that point she was like okay I get the why now I've seen the consequences I believe it I'll now do it when we understand why we do something I think things become a habit easier they're enjoyable easier they're realistic easier so knowing the why will keep us on track of really letting God speak to us through his word. The second reason is, I think it's the most exciting bit why you should read your Bible, isn't it? Why you do something is exciting. Particularly when you know that God's word is alive and it encourages you, it's applicable, it is beneficial and it changes you. So that's what we're just going to look at for the last few moments is why would I read my Bible each day? I've only got four answers, there are more than four. The first is, the Bible is truth. That's not popular. It's actually not popular to say there is the truth. It's much more popular to say this is my truth. But I am really clear and happy to stand here and say, the Bible is truth. And truth trumps what we think what we feel and sometimes what we even know. Truth is absolute and truth is revealed in scripture, in our Bibles. John chapter 8 says this, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth is absolute. The truth is in God's word and knowing it will set you free. There's lots of positives in that. It's no if, buts or maybes. It will set you free. And as I say, it may be countercultural to say that. John 17 actually says, your word is truth. So whether society accepts it or not, even whether you accept it or not, doesn't change the fact that God's word is truth 
Secondly, the why is it helps us know God better, which it's a bit obvious, isn't it, to think that when you spend time with people, you get to know them better. So I've been married to Richard for 34 years, and I still don't know everything about him. He still quite often surprises me. I've known Sue Abbott for 31 years. She regularly still surprises me. We have been really good friends for years. We worked together in the same office for years. And we still don't know everything about each other. But we know more than we did 32 years ago, actually. 32 years ago. Because the more time we spend with someone, the better we get to know them. I love my Bible. I love Jesus. I don't know anywhere near everything about him, even though I regularly read it. So it's exciting to read it more, to reveal that truth, to reveal his character. Helps to make decisions based on fact, truth, not feelings. And more than that, I read it and sometimes I cry because I'm bowled over by how good God is, how kind he is as I read. Thirdly, and again, maybe one that's not popular, the Bible helps us live well with others. As I read my Bible, I'm encouraged and challenged and reminded of how I should live. Great verses that we might know about, things like the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. That's what the expectation is that I'll become like. But of course, the encouraging thing is I'm not meant to become like that through hard work and my own efforts. It's by allowing God to change me and transform me. I learn how to interact with other Christians. You know, verses like esteeming others more highly than yourself, being in unity. Really importantly, I learn how to interact with people who don't yet love Jesus by not condemning them, not condoning things, but just loving people who don't yet know him. We can learn how to be my case good mother good wife but good mothers good fathers good wives good husbands good friends good children good employees good employers we learn from the bible how to be those things we learn how to resolve disputes in love and in line with what god says we even learn things like what our relationship with money should look like and why we should give back to god which is actually already his We learn not to covet or be jealous. We learn that there is hope past this life, that Jesus is coming again and we have an eternal destiny. Did you know there was that much in here? Everything we need, Peter says, for life and godliness is in here for us. And the last reason of the why is it transforms us. You might be thinking that's ridiculous this book wouldn't transform me. I might disagree. might make you really lovely. How on earth does this book transform me? It does, because it's God's living word, breathed by God. It's life-changing, and it brings you life and health. Proverbs 4 says this, My child, my son, my daughter, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. My words are life to those who find them and health to one's 
whole body. An American theologian called Joel Green says this, the Bible doesn't present us with texts to be mastered, rather with a living word intent on shaping our lives, on mastering us. You haven't got to master your Bible. God wants to master you through his word. And we can just think this morning that God, the Father, God the Son, Jesus, God the Holy Spirit, and the words of God, the Bible, are actually all connected. And often when I read my Bible, I feel that holy connection, as it were. I feel that correct connection direct with God. Sometimes I pick my Bible up and I don't. Other times I pick my Bible up and I really feel connected to God. I don't know how many of you have ever felt like that. I have many times. In fact, I would absolutely say the Bible has changed my life through the stories, the accounts, the explanations, the hope found in it. When I'm lost, I find answers. When I need comfort, I find comfort. When I need to make a decision, it helps me do that. When I need peace, it brings peace. And I think this morning the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you as you learn to read the Word of God through the inspired words breathed by God. So I always think, why deny yourself access to something that does you good? It's like, I found out on Friday doing a pre-marriage course that someone's got a dishwasher they never use. Like, are you mad? Why would you have a dishwasher sat there and not use it? Well, I wouldn't. It's like, why have a chef and cook yourself? It's like, if you've got something, you use it. And I think if you're not using God's word to get you out of bed in the morning, to encourage you, to lift you, you're an idiot, actually. (laughs) You're missing out. The Bible is a loudspeaker like God's voice in our lives. So read it expecting that God's going to work. Why? Because the same Holy Spirit who inspired the people who wrote this is the same Holy Spirit working out in Kentucky and working in your life as the Holy Spirit illuminates and applies the Bible to you. Thomas Watson says, it's quite old-fashioned language. I'll read it old-fashioned, then I'll update it. Leave not off reading the Bible. Okay, don't stop reading the Bible till you find your hearts warmed. Let it not only inform you, but inflame you. Let the fire of God burn in you as you read his word. So breathe this week and going forward deeply of God's word. Learn to love your Bible, whether it's a physical copy, whether it's on your phone, whether you're listening, whether you're watching. Tim said about not living from Oasis Sunday to Oasis Sunday. And he talked about revival. Maybe Tim spoke it into action. But we do that as we learn to live Monday to Saturday, inspired by the God-breathed instrument. So I just want to encourage you. I said last week about coming out for prayer is not a walk of shame. It's a walk of transformation. It's a walk of freedom. 
And I'd encourage you to come for prayer this morning. And the reason I'd encourage you is because people will speak Jesus over you. And even just speaking the name of Jesus is amazingly powerful. But people speaking words from the Bible over you or hearing from God something for you will change your life. So whether you think you should be in Psalms this morning because you're really feeling rubbish and you want to look for hope, whatever it is, whether you need direction, whether you need wisdom, let somebody pray with you, whether it's for healing. See, God speaks healing through people. Whatever it is, why not come out and be transformed through the words of God, through the power of God, and please, if you don't remember anything else, please this morning learn to love your Bible as the powerful instrument that it really is.